Welcome to the Rare Faith Podcast, where the solution to every problem is only an idea away, and where the same activity with just a little more awareness always yields better results. Award-winning, best-selling author, Leslie Householder, brings some of her best information to this inspiring series of life-changing episodes that you won't want to miss. Show notes for this episode can be found at rarekindoffaith.com. This is Leslie Householder. We are going to get started right now on Awaken Your Genius. I'm really excited to be doing this. I know that I've spoken with a number of people who are excited about this topic and the new angle that my message has kind of taken. It's evolved over the years and it just keeps getting better and better. I love what I do. And let me just give you a little bit of history on this class in particular because it's unique. It's a different sort of thing than I have done in the last 10 years, but I'm very excited about it. Almost a year ago, I attended an event that got me really excited about doing events again. I was a participant, and as I was participating in this program, I had my mind just kind of open up and flood. In came all these ideas on classes that I wanted to be teaching, and I used to teach seminars a lot more than I have been especially when I first got started and before I even wrote my books, because I was so passionate about the information. We had had such a tremendous breakthrough in our life, and I was excited to share that and help other people experience the same kind of breakthroughs because I know what it's like to feel stuck and to have you know, the same kinds of problems just keep coming and coming and coming. It's kind of like surfing. I went and saw a movie recently called Soul Surfer. It's a great show, and there was one part where the surfer girl, she was trying to get out beyond the breaking waves so that she could prepare herself to catch a good wave to to surf in uh, to shore with. But she got caught in the white waters of those breaking waves. And every time she'd come up for air, another wave would come and crash down on top of her, and she just couldn't get past it. And I saw that, and I thought, wow, I remember when my life felt that way. I remember when... You know, I'd feel like we had just squeaked through and made it through one challenge to come up for air and have something else come crashing down on us, whether it was some medical emergency. You know, a a brick fell on my baby's finger and took it off, and they had to put it back on, or, or my other son having to have heart surgery at four days old, or, you know, getting the phone call that this check had bounced, or the car not starting. It just seemed like it was one thing after another after another. And it was so taxing. It was wearying. And it's how it felt with those waves. And I realized, you know, since that time, life has its seasons. It has its ups and downs. It has its waves. It has its crashes. It has its swells. It has everything. And how you position yourself in that current and in those waves determines how difficult it is on you personally. You know, and the surfers who really know what they're doing, they have learned that when the waters are about ready to crash down on them, they dive under and they push through and they get out on the other side by by avoiding the surface during those times. And there are principles and there are laws that we can follow to help us get through those kinds of storms. It doesn't make them go away, but it allows us to deal with them and come out on top and then ultimately use the force of those turbulent circumstances to propel us to where we really are trying to go. Now, you have a handout. Hopefully, we're able to download that, and it's called Awaken Your Genius Outline. And we're just going to kind of fill in the blanks as we go along 
as I started teaching this class, Awaken Your Genius, it was a live event once a month, sometimes more than once a month, that we'd put on at a hotel venue or something. People would come out to this event. It was two or three hours long, and we had some really, really great breakthroughs with that and helped a lot of people. But I realized the greatest complaint I was receiving from my readers was that, you know, I just can't get out to those events. Thank you that they are free, but I just can't get – I'm in Israel or I'm in South Africa or wherever they were, Australia – And it's just not practical to take a trip that far for a two-hour free event. And so I realized, you know what, I need to try and take this message to a teleclass format. And that's what this has turned into, and it's gone really well. And it's a fun topic. I really enjoy teaching it. And we're going to go through some really great information. We're going to give you some tips and tricks and some thoughts and ideas that maybe you haven't considered before to help you awaken your genius. I believe that the solution to every problem is only an idea away. And by a genius idea, what that means to me is an inspired idea. It's an idea that is bigger than you. It's an idea that comes sometimes out of left field. You don't know where it came from, but it's amazing. And it creates amazing results when you honor it and when you follow through with it. And so part of this process requires that if you're coming to a call like this or a class with a dilemma, with a challenge, and you're looking for some genius idea to solve it, you've got to be prepared and willing to honor it when it comes because there's a very simple formula to putting yourself in a position to receive those ideas. And I know that many of us have been taught how to get inspiration, how to live our life in such a way that we can be clear and clean to receive that those inspired ideas that come from our higher power, our creator. But I've also learned that that is sometimes hard to accomplish if our head is too stuck on the wrong thoughts. We have to do our part to put ourselves in a position to receive those ideas and solutions. This is how I love to look at it. If you have a radio in the room with you, and it's turned off, and you want to know what's on, say, station 97.5. Well, in order to hear what's on 97.5, you've got to turn the radio on, and you have to turn the dial so that it tunes into that frequency. And you can hear everything that it has to offer. It's there. And the part that fascinates me is that what's being broadcast on 97.5 is already in the room. It's already in the room with you, That whether it's country music or classical or rock or talk radio, whatever it is, that broadcast already exists in the room with you right now, wherever you're sitting. In order to hear it, you don't have to go outside. You don't have to climb a tree. You don't have to go to a tall building. You don't have to go anywhere. You just have to tune your unit, the receiver that, that receives these messages, the radio, Tune it to the right station and you will hear the broadcast. It makes it audible. It makes audible that message that already exists in the room. And I like to think about genius ideas as being the same way. The solution to every problem is only an idea away. And the idea you need is no farther away from you than right there in the room with you, just like a radio broadcast. If you think about it like that, it's on a frequency. It's on a certain wavelength that you need to tune into before you will recognize it. And once you are tuned into that frequency, it shows up in your mind as a spark 
as an aha moment, as a bright idea, or you might say it's a genius idea, but it is inspiration. Now, let's take your um, handout and let's start filling in the blanks. My message, like I said, it's evolved over the years. One thing I have learned over the years is that common to all people, I believe, this is just my belief, but that we all have a purpose to fulfill. That's the first blank on number one. You have a purpose to fulfill. Now, you may or may not be aware of that. You may or may not know what it is. But on line two, it says there are obstacles, obstacles to discovering and accomplishing it or fulfilling it. There are obstacles to discovering and accomplishing that purpose. Now, what are these obstacles? Number one, or let's say A, under line two, A is there are distractions. There are distractions. And what a distraction is, by my definition in this context, is anything that occupies your mind and takes your focus away from being even curious about what your purpose might be or helping you discover it and fulfill it. A distraction in my life for many, many years was I don't have enough money to pay the bills. I don't know how I'm going to get groceries this week. I don't know how am I going to put my kids in swimming lessons this year. Those were distractions. The lack of resources that we had at that time was so all-consuming and so smothering that it occupied almost every waking moment of my days. And so did I have a purpose to fulfill? Yeah, pay the bills. To me, that was the purpose of life, is to just try to get on top of things so that you can breathe. And what I didn't realize is that all those years, I was just being distracted from my real purpose. And one thing I'll tell you about your purpose, if you choose to believe that that is true, that we all have one, is that it does not necessarily stay the same throughout your life. It evolves and it grows with you. And as you grow and overcome challenges, your capacity to fulfill greater purposes is increased. And so I remember at a time when I was watching a movie, this was in the late 1990s, called Rudy. And it was about a young man who had a dream to play football for Notre Dame. And if you've seen it, it's a great show. I mean, he wasn't built for football. He didn't have the grades for Notre Dame. He had everything stacked against him. And yet he was so consumed with this purpose that he lived, breathed, ate, slept, drank. Anything that he did was with this one purpose in mind. And, of course, by the end of the movie, he achieves his goal. It's a great story. But at the end, I cheered with him. I cried. It was such a a wonderful experience. And then right behind that was a very rapid descent to depression. And I was feeling depressed because my next thought was, I wish I could feel that way about something. I wish there was something that I could feel that way about because I wanted to chase something. I wanted to have the victory, but there was nothing I wanted so bad that it got me to do the uncomfortable things. You know, I I thought, well, I know I will set a goal to raise a bunch of money for Primary Children's Hospital where my son had his heart surgery at four days old. Yeah, that's something I can get some passion behind. And the next time there was a bump in the road or another bill that I couldn't pay, you know, that dream, that passion was out the window and it carried no power for me. And and I was sad about that. I thought, what is wrong with me that I cannot find this passion? And so life was preparing me to discover and fulfill a very important purpose. 
And so just trust me when I tell you that if you have distractions that are preventing you from really chasing a dream or fulfilling a dream or a purpose or even discovering what that might be, trust that your experiences are shaping you and preparing you to be willing and ready to take it on when you discover it. In my case, we had to suffer for a long, long time financially so that when the answer finally came and the light finally went on and I was finally in a position where I was tuned into the genius idea so that I recognized it when it was presented to me as to how to overcome our challenges. I mean, the light was on in such a spark and such a, a significant had a significant impact on me and my husband that we just looked at each other and were like, wow, is that all it is? And in three months, we tripled our income. Now, that was a genius idea, and it was nothing more than a way of thinking. It was a way of looking at things. And, you know, if you haven't read Jackrabbit Factor, that will help you know what that was all about. But that's not what this call is about. What I want you to understand is that after that breakthrough, it was such a significant change for me that I recognized, oh, my word, I have to teach this. A passion was born. A purpose was born. And suddenly, I couldn't not teach it. I couldn't sleep without planning on how I would teach it. It became just as consuming as my struggles on how to solve the problem had been consuming me. And, oh, it's such a different world when you're chasing a dream or following a passion. The happiness and the fulfillment and the drive and the energy is nothing like what it was before that was turned on. And so A is distractions. B, lack of resources. Maybe you know what your passion is. Maybe you know what your purpose is, at least in the immediate near term. And lack of resources can also be solved through a genius idea. And so we're going to use this process for how to get genius ideas to eliminate the distractions, to give you the space where you can discover a purpose, and then to overcome the lack of resources challenge so that you can fulfill your purpose. Number three, genius ideas will help you get past the obstacle and fulfill your purpose. So I need you to identify the question, what problem do you need to solve first? What is the distraction getting in the way of you fulfilling a purpose or discovering what it might be? What's on your mind all day long? Is it a relationship that's strained? Is it a health challenge? Is it money problems? doesn't matter what it is. You can find relief or solutions through this process. So I'll give you about 45 seconds to identify what your question is. And don't say, life is hard. Don't say, I never have enough money. That's not a question. That's a statement. That's a declaration. You want to create a question. In other words, how can I produce an extra $400 every month? That's a question. How can I heal the relationship with my father? That's a question. Okay, so uh, genius ideas are born from powerful questions. And so uh, let's do that. We're going to time this. So we'll go starting right now.
So now you have a question that we're going to look for an answer for. Before I get into some of the processes that can help you do this, I want to point out something that happened to me. My husband and I had our breakthrough. The big breakthrough was in the year 2000. We had really, really great success for the next five or six years. And then it seemed like all of a sudden the laws that we had learned that had governed our success stopped working. You know, the rug felt like it had been pulled out from under us and everything turned upside down. And it left us just kind of stunned and not knowing what to think and put us back into fear. And in fact, we were in a worse position financially than we had been before our first breakthrough on paper. It was deeper and worse than before. And yet, we were not the same people as before because we'd had some experience. And so we knew that if we just could get our thinking right and look at it the right way and respond to the challenges in the right way, we could turn this around. And so for those of you who may be facing that, let me share with you something that I I was taught by a mentor about that time. I have a diagram on your handout that says why the laws stop working. And, you know, I thought, oh, boy, what do I do? Do I go pull all the books off the shelves? I'm not sure this works anymore. You know, am I a fraud? What's going on? How come it doesn't work? Uh, How come I can set a goal and instead of having the goal achieved, I end up with exactly the opposite of what I asked for? And if you can see on this diagram, there is a horizontal line at the bottom that's an arrow pointing to the right. I want you to think about that like a timeline. And on the diagram, it shows two dotted lines kind of fanning out to the left. But let's pretend like you're out on this chart on the left side. And so long as you are within, you know, in between the dotted lines, the laws are going to appear to support you and help you and you'll set a goal, you'll think positive, and you'll believe it, and you'll feel it, and things will line up for you, and voila. It's a magical experience, and you're happy with your success. But as time moves on, life has a way of requiring you to get a little more fine-tuned at the way you do what you do. If it's truly a law that by thinking right you can have the success you want, then by the term law, it would require perfect, absolute, perfect obedience to the law, which means you can't think negative and have positive things happen to you, and you can't make a mistake, and all these things. It just kind of edges out anybody who's trying to set goals and achieve them because nobody does this perfectly. But the law has a provision for mistakes, and I choose to believe that there's something bigger than me, that when I make a mistake, I can rely on my creator to help make up the difference for where I fall short. And so it kind of comes down to when you set a goal and you go to achieve it and you make a mistake, there is a choice of thought in that moment. You can choose to think, oh, I blew it. I guess this can't work for me, which is common and the most natural response. Or you can think, oh, I blew it. What lesson can I learn from this? And I know that I'm going to be better for this in the long run. And I believe that the goal I'm trying to achieve is still moving its way towards me. See how it's in that moment that the choice is made, whether it's still in the works or whether the plant has been yanked from the dirt, whether you've killed the seed or not. It's not in how well you did what you tried to do. It's in how do you feel and how do you think about how you did. And so let's look at this chart again. Ideally, we should be right smack down the center, white line, obeying all the laws perfectly. And as we do that, we can achieve all the success that we want. However, 
most of us have only learned a few of the laws, and so we're not quite on center, but the laws are responding and allowing us to experience success in spite of our imperfections. But as time moves on, eventually you fall out of the dotted line area, and what always worked before will stop working. And the only purpose in this is it's nature's way of guiding you to fine-tune your thinking, fine-tune your um, understanding, and grow in your capacity to find and fulfill greater purposes. And so this is what happened to us. We had been in the habit of doing things a certain way, and it was pretty good. It was better than where we had come from, and so we saw success. But eventually it wasn't enough, and we needed to increase our understanding and learn some more principles, learn some new concepts, and be obedient to those new principles in order to fall back into the realm of success. So out to the right of that diagram, it says this process continues until your purpose your purpose is in perfect alignment, and I have with God's purposes, or you can say with your highest best good, however you want to put it. And then, as you do, you will be fearless and unstoppable. Now, for the rest of this handout, I have some principles that I picked after we had the rug pull out from under us financially, and I started asking new questions, because that's what life will do to you. You know, it'll give you new challenges that cause you to ask new questions. And if you remember, genius ideas come as answers to powerful questions. And so it's all part of the process. You know, the challenge is there to get you to start asking new questions. Ask the right questions, and you get the genius idea to solve that problem, and you become a better person and a greater capacity to receive more abundantly. And so after the rug was pulled out from under us and I started asking new questions, I started getting new answers. And I started realizing, wow, I didn't quite have the full picture there, did I? You know, in Jacobit Factor, it's a fantastic book and it's done a lot of good for a lot of people. But I realized, boy, there's more. There is more to this whole law of attraction business. There's more to these laws of success. I need to write a sequel. That's where the book Portal to Genius came from. If you have not read it, make sure you get yourself a copy of that. You can get it at portaltogenius.com. But that book has in it, I think some of you already know this, but Jackrabbit Factor has about 19 principles that are woven throughout the story, integrated into it. And I went back after I finished Portal to Genius and counted all the new principles that I had had to integrate in order to make the message more complete. And I counted 137 principles that are covered in Portal to Genius that I had learned, most of them since that big setback. And so what I've done is I've gone through and I've picked some of my favorites to share with you on this call. Of course, there's not time. There would never be time to do all of it in one hour. I picked some of my favorites. I'm going to skip down to principle number 22. Again, this class was originally designed for a live audience, and it was two to three hours long, but we're cramming it into one hour for this call. So we're going to skip to principle number 22. Every difficulty carries with it the wherewithal for its overcoming. Every difficulty carries with it the wherewithal for its overcoming. And just being conscious of that is such a powerful, powerful thing for you. It's been powerful for me because when a challenge arises, I think, okay, all right, because of this principle number 22, I know that there is a solution. And just knowing that it exists puts, puts you in a position to be more ready and able to receive the solution. It's when we face a problem that we think, oh, man, this is impossible. There's nothing we can do with this. 
oh, this is a disaster. This just counteracted everything I've tried to accomplish. And, you know, we face it that way. We will stay blind to the solution that is contained with it. It's wise to prepare for the future. It's wise to have a savings. It's wise to have a supply of emergency essentials and and these kinds of things. But there comes a point where you need to be at peace with your preparations and trust that whatever calamity comes, whatever challenge comes, it will also carry with it the wherewithal for its overcoming, whether that means coping with it, whether that means conquering it, whether that means taking the lesson that it contains and growing from it, or whether it means taking what that is and being of service to others. Because when you are in a catastrophe and you're focused on you, your ability to serve others is diminished. And it's my hope that we can learn to get our minds off of ourselves so that we can be the leaders that helps others, no matter what the challenges are, be it an economic crisis or whatever. Principle number 23, there is always a solution. If there is a problem, trust that there is a solution. So the difference between 22 and 23 is number 22 says that with the difficulty comes the elements and the pieces that you need to solve it. I like to think about the movie Apollo 13, or the story of the astronauts who attempted to go to the moon. They had an explosion out in space and had to abandon that mission. And the mission changed from landing on the moon to getting the astronauts home safe and alive. And there's at one point, one of my favorite parts in the movie, is when ground control is trying to figure out how to solve their carbon monoxide poisoning problem on the craft. And so the head guy, he comes in and he dumps a whole bunch of random equipment on the table in front of the other ground control members. And he says, okay, guys, this is what we need to do. You need to figure out how to fit this square peg into a round hole using nothing but what's on this table because this is the only kind of equipment that they have up there. That's all they have to work with. So you figure it out and we'll tell them what to do with it. And they did. And I remember that every time I think I am out of solutions, I am out of resources, I think, you know what, my challenge carries with it everything I need to solve the problem. And by principle number 23, I know there is a solution. If there was no solution, it would not be called a problem because with every problem comes a solution. And this leads us into principle number 24. You already have everything you need. I should take a look at that acorn. That acorn is resting on the ground or or partially below ground, and down to the right underneath it is a little speck. And I like to look at that as an element that the acorn has to have in order for it to become the mighty oak that it was designed to become. Now, it's going to need a whole lot more elements than just that one, but that's one representing many. And that acorn could be sitting there thinking, oh, you know what, there is that one little element down about two or three feet away from me, and I cannot become an oak tree until I have that. And it could sit there and fret. It could sit there and try to wiggle its way down to go get it. But acorns don't behave that way, do they? They just sit still. And it makes me think of the phrase, be still. Just be still. And as it is still, it begins to resonate. It, it It's vibrating at a certain rate, and the ground around it and the elements around it are also vibrating at a certain rate. And the ones that are in harmony with it 
will begin to bond with the acorn itself. The acorn will begin to sprout roots and make its way down into the ground and element by element it will grow until eventually it will absorb that one element that it needed to become a mighty oak. And we are the same way. Uh, so often we fret and worry that we don't have right now in our hands the thing that we need next Thursday. We can see that we need that next Thursday, but we don't have it now. And so instead of just being still and doing the best we, ha- we can with what we have in the very moment at peace, we put ourselves into a frantic state and rush around digging for the one element that we're going to need in two weeks. And I promise you, I promise you that the things you need show up in your world as you remain at peace. If all else fails, if nothing else, if there is nothing else you can do but to choose peace, that is the greatest thing you can do to keep yourself in forward motion. Now, there have been some strategies that my husband and I have used to stay at peace when all the turbulence around us looks like it's going to destroy us. And sometimes it means just going to bed with some really, really peaceful music on and putting our heads under the pillow. Whatever it takes to find peace, what you're doing is you're putting your body in a vibration that's in harmony with the solutions and repelling the very things that can compound the disaster that you're trying to avoid. And so principle number 24, you already have everything you need. The acorn has everything it needs. And in fact, if you were to hold an acorn in in your hand, I don't think it would ever, ever, ever sprout a root because it's not in the right environment for growth. It knows, something about it knows that it's in the right environment when it's on the earth. I think it's fascinating if you ponder that concept because as you picture yourself like that acorn, just be at peace and trust. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and picture the success that you want to experience. See it in your mind and allow yourself to answer the question, how will it feel when I've succeeded at that? How will that feel? That may be some of the hardest work you'll ever do, but it's a lot less work than being an acorn trying to scramble for that one element three feet under. Okay, It's against nature for it to work that way. It begins with seeing the outcome that you want to have happen before it's yours. If you are a praying person, try this. Instead of praying, please help us avoid this disaster at the end of the month while you're picturing the disaster, why not try picturing the success you want to experience and expressing gratitude for it. Thank you for the success that we expect to enjoy. I know it's going to be wonderful. And picture the success. It puts you into a different state of mind and it opens your mind for those genius ideas, those inspired solutions that are trying to get to you. They're already trying to get to you. You don't have to work hard to get these genius-inspired ideas. They want to be in your brain. (laughs) They do. And it's just waiting for you to be calm enough, at peace enough, and believing enough, long enough for that door to open. And all of a sudden, the, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. That's how you'll feel. Principle number 25, passion or a big problem unlocks genius ideas. So there's two ways that I've identified to qualify for a genius-inspired idea. Number one is passion, where you are driven by a purpose, and that drive and that excitement 
it puts you in a place where the ideas flow sometimes faster than you have time to even catch them on paper. But also a big problem can unlock genius ideas. And let me tell you one experience I had to illustrate this. My husband and I, after you know the rug came out from under us financially, one thing that we feared, we tried not to fear it because I understand the principle, you know, the law of attraction and everything. I did not want to create what I was afraid of, but we didn't really want to answer the question, what's going to happen if we run out of money, if, if our savings was gone, you know, if all the money we'd saved up were to go away, and then if all of our credit were to be used up, if we had nothing left to draw on. And in order to keep the business going, and we had foolishly invested in some real estate at the wrong time, and we had done it before at the right time, so we knew that it could work, and we just did it at the wrong time. We got a little bit too too careless with our investments and everything turned upside down and so in order to try to hold everything together keep our credit together everything we could it became a very very expensive expensive prospect and we ended up uh, all of our savings was gone and all of our credit was gone and we finally got to face the thing that I had feared for two years what were we going to do when we were out of money with no foreseeable paycheck in sight uh it was our anniversary at the time, and I said, honey, you know what, could we just pretend like we don't have problems for just a couple hours and go out to eat and enjoy our anniversary? You know, we hadn't allowed ourselves to eat for a long time because we were trying to conserve and trying to fix everything. And and he said, you know what, why not? Let's just go have a good time. These These problems will wait for us. I know they'll be there when we get back, right? And so we went out to dinner, and we had, you know, just a few hundred dollars left to last us probably for another few days, and then that was it. We could see nothing else in sight. And we spent the evening dreaming about what we were going to do. What did our business look like 10 years from now? What was our family life going to look like? We couldn't really see one month from now because one month from now looked like a disaster. But we could picture 10 years from now. Surely things would turn around in 10 years. And so we focused on what we could see that would be positive. And we had a great time. What we were doing is we were changing our energy. We changed the way we felt about our circumstances. We got excited again. We allowed ourselves to dream and we allowed ourselves to believe that somehow we'd find our way there. No matter if we ended up on the street between now and then, whether or not we lost everything, whether we had to start over and do our business out of a car, would we still do what we do? Would we still teach success principles? And, you know, part of me was like, how can I when I'm such a failure at it right now? But the thought would not leave me alone that said, keep teaching. You do not make them true or false, the principles true or false, by how well you're living them. And that's what kept me going. And so as we finished our meal, we paid the bill and we went out to the car and just then, the waiter came running after us and said, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The manager said that because it's your anniversary, the meal is on us. And they took the bill. We'd already paid for it, and they voided it. I have never seen a restaurant do that, never in my life. And in that moment, my husband and I just looked at each other, and we were reminded, yeah, this is the principle passion or a big problem unlocks genius ideas and in order to unlock them you've got to get excited about where you're going and yeah we had a big problem but you know what that's what caused us to choose to get excited about a big idea because we knew that's the only way that we were going to get the genius idea we were looking for and that next month after having no clue where the next paycheck was going to come from we were brainstorming with one of our mentors and 
came up with some genius ideas, and that month generated $44,000. It was our biggest month that we'd had to that point in our business, and it reminded us that these principles that we teach are true, they do still work, and the bigger the problem, the greater the reward is potentially on the other side of it, and so don't give up. Principle number 26, inspired ideas come with a responsibility to see them through. Now that can be kind of scary because sometimes the idea that comes and the idea that came for us that, that month was not a comfortable idea. It was scary, but we knew it was the right idea. Now I'm going to, for sake of time, we're going to skip principle 27 and principle 29. 29, I'm just going to tell you what that one is. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to tell you where you can go watch a video that that goes completely into that piece fully so that I'm not doing it doing a poor job on it on here, but you'll still get to do it on your own schedule. Principle number 29 is anxiety is not always a sign that you are about to do something wrong. Anxiety is not always a sign that you are about to do something wrong. And so how do you tell the difference between anxiety and a true inner warning? of a bad decision. You're going to want to go watch the Stickman video, the full presentation on that. And by the way, this is the visual aid that changed everything for my husband and I. This is the one that we went to seven years of seminars, 100 seminars, and this is the one visual aid that allowed us to triple our income in three months after seeing it, understanding it, and applying what we learned from it. So principle number 30, I love this one, your internal GPS, your internal GPS, GPS standing for Global Positioning System, kind of like you have in your car that tells you how to get from one place to another. Your internal GPS will lead you to discover your life's mission. And again, that life's mission may evolve and change over time. I felt a burning passion to teach mathematics when I was right out of high school because of a breakthrough I had had. Well, that... I don't feel that so much anymore. I seem to get excited about what I have most recently learned. The thing that drives me is to teach my most powerful aha moments, my own personal ones. And so I'm sure it will keep evolving because I expect to keep learning throughout my life. But your internal GPS will lead you to discover your life's mission. What I didn't realize when I watched Rudy that one day is that all of those financial challenges were preparing me to care very deeply about other people who were experiencing the same thing by the time the solution came. If the solution had come too soon, I would not have felt compelled to share it with anyone else. I would have just chalked it up for, cool, life's better, let's move on. You know what I mean? So if you're struggling in particular with something that just really beats you up, it very well could be that your breakthrough is going to lead you to feel the same kind of drive to help other people. And that's not a bad thing. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to live. Um, principle number 99. Again, I'm skipping a little bit. So long as there is still something you can do, keep going. So you've set a goal, and it, it appears that you have done everything you possibly can. But I've found that until you get to where there is really nothing more you can do, there is still something more to do. And so far, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. Every goal I've ever set, I've never gotten so stuck that there wasn't something else I could do. And just remember that every time you take one step towards that goal, it takes a step towards you. I used to think that you had to go the distance, go the extra mile, do bigger, better than anyone else to achieve it. And, 
And, you know, I didn't have the stamina to do that. But I could picture it coming one step towards me as I took one step towards it. And for some reason, psychologically, it was just easier for me to imagine meeting it in the middle. It's kind of like I only have to go half as far as long as I keep going. Now, I'm just going to skip down. Again, all 137 principles are contained in Portal to Genius. They aren't called out, but they're woven into it. And do you see the backwards E down near the bottom of your page? It says backwards E at least. Well, that backwards E means there exists. That's a mathematical symbol. Sorry, my old math days has kind of cropped up here. But there exists at least 137 principles illustrated in Portal to Genius. That's what those blanks are, 137 and Portal to Genius. One problem that I've seen people face when they start to apply these principles is that a lot of people really need someone to walk them through it, not just tell them what to do. The environment, it really needs to be just right, and it can be next to impossible to open that portal to genius in your regular environment because there are so many triggers and reminders that keeps your mind stuck in the problem. Now, let me give you an example. As I was writing Portal to Genius, I decided that to get that download, I wanted to get that download for that book in two weeks. I didn't want it to take two years like Jackrabbit Factor had taken, you know, trying to raise a family and write a book. I wanted to just go to my mother's, take two weeks, get it done. I knew that that was possible, and so that was my intention. And so I went away to my mother's house, and I was trying to create the right environment for genius ideas all on my own based on the, the principles and things I had learned, just trying to create it. But halfway through, I got stuck I absolutely got stuck. I couldn't seem to go any further, and the impression came very strongly that said, you cannot write the ending because you haven't lived it yet. And when those words came into my mind, I thought, oh, dear. You know, that usually means that something uh, something hard is coming, and I'm going to have to learn a lesson, and then that lesson is what will be worked into the book. And But I knew that's what needed to happen. So again, what needed to happen is we had to hit the end of our resources. We had to spend some time with our mentor, and then we generated that 44000 that that month. And I learned how important it is not to just get in a different space, but to get with the right support, the right mentors, the right helpers, someone who understands the process and can coach you through those traps and mishaps along the way. So is it all right if I tell you what I've created to help you have a similar experience? I've created an event called Genius Boot Camp. It's a boot camp, and I'm going to tell you about it, and you can decide to participate in it or not. For those of you who are ready for an extra hand to help you through this process, to solve those problems, to get out on top and to find and fulfill your purpose, we've got this Genius Boot Camp. For anyone who has a dilemma that they just can't seem to shake on their own, now remember, the solution to every problem is only an idea away. So at boot camp, you bring your problem, and you come away with a genius solution. And the object is to give you that victory, because a victory is one in those single shining moments when you make the quality decision and when those sparks come and you recognize them for what they are and you capture them and you learn to trust them. Sometimes that's the toughest part. Yeah, I know what I can do. Boy, that would be a genius idea, but holy cow, that scares me to death. Well, it also gives you the courage to follow through on that process. So this will give you the environment, it will give you the information, it will give you the exercises, the strategies, the battle plans, and the support to claim your victory now in that experience and return with extraordinary confidence to the battlefield of life where your decided win can play out. 
the benefit of this kind of an experience is the breakthroughs that you're going to get from it. We're going to unearth your unique gifts and talents. We're going to find those hidden resources. We're going to reawaken that part of you that was born to dream. And you'll come away with real solutions, solutions that may surprise you. And you'll get the courage to see them through once and for all. Go to GeniusBootCamp.com and get registered. Genius is spelled G-E-N-I-U-S. And this class will be facilitated by one of our former boot camp students who has taken the things she's learned from this class and shot like a rocket into the stratosphere. It's going to be incredible. She knows what she's doing, and in many ways, she's even more qualified than I am because she's a product of the very process she's going to take you through. The groups are kept small. Some of the people who have been to this class before, let me just share with you some of the things they've said. I have never been so clear, ever. Thank you with all my heart. Let me share with you what Doug says. He says, this experience had one of the most literal and physical means of getting a point across. It was so much fun, too. You have to attend the class to get what the full meaning is, but anyone can. For your information, if you are hesitating at all to take any of Leslie's classes, don't wait another day. Take action now. Even if you have to pay ten times what she asks, it is worth even more than she will most likely ever ask. And Kendall said, halfway through the class, she wrote me a message. She says, this is blowing me away, Leslie. It's brilliant. And when the class was over, she sent me another note that said, your boot camp rocked. Life changing. So uh, I really encourage you to participate in that. Grab a seat while you can. It's worth it. I've used this process time and time again for 10 years. I have learned there is no such thing as stuck. You're worth it, and your dreams are worth it. So I want to thank you for joining me on the call tonight. Again, to register for the class, you go to GeniusBootCamp.com. I have a question. Tell me your name. Uh, Robert. Robert. What's your question? I'm in a crossroads right now where uh, my finances are almost like a situation with yours, and I got a job, and I was actually making uh, about $34 an hour, and now I'm making $12 an hour, and I'm just barely surviving. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's hard to get my mind in those negative thoughts. So how do I go about trying to get to a place where the negative thinking overtakes me? Because sometimes it's kind of hard. Oh, absolutely. I know. I know. <laughs> Believe me. What it comes down to is during the day, you can feed your mind with whatever you choose. And most of the time when we're facing a situation like that, we are constantly constantly reminded of the way things are. We have evidence all around us that shows us we don't have what we need, money is low. That's the constant data input. And so the way you combat that is intentionally choose tools and things that you can feed your mind to occupy that space with information that will give you hope. Keep your mind right where it needs to be to keep yourself in faith. And it has to be an intentional decision because it's it's kind of like Einstein said that the significant problems we face in life cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Well, that's the challenge. We we try to talk ourselves, trying to pep ourselves up, but we're not at a high enough level ourselves to pep ourselves up. But definitely I would strongly recommend finding a way to get to Genius Boot Camp. The energy in that room, the, the networking that goes on there, I've seen people come away from events like this with new job opportunities, networking opportunities. So it's a great place to be. People use this information to walk away from their jobs because they found a way to take their unique gifts or talents and monetize it in a way that is better than anyone would ever pay to employ them. By the way, if you get the book Portal to Genius, the sequel to Jackrabbit Factor, there is a free 
download uh, when you get that book that gives you all of those 137 principles kind of extracted out. We're going to wrap this up. Be sure to tell your friends. We look forward to working with you. And thanks again, everybody. Good night. This concludes today's episode of the Rare Faith Podcast. You've been listening to Leslie Householder, author of The Jackrabbit Factor, Portal to Genius, and Hidden Treasures, Heaven's Astonishing Help with Your Money Matters. All three books can be downloaded free at rarekindoffaith.com. So tell your friends and join Leslie again next time as she goes even deeper into the principles that will help you change your life.